get notifications and stay updated every time I post a challenge podcast by hitting the subscribe button. Thank you all and hope you enjoy. So my guest joining me now at this time, Frank, thank you for coming on today. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is great. Yeah, normally I do like a little flashy, you know, intro for my guests, but I don't think uh, you need any introduction, so. I'll take that. No introduction is, <laughs> is, is, is a flashy introduction, for sure. Right. It's uh, rare I can get a, you know, guest of your magnitude on here, so I'm uh, glad I was able to get a hold of you and get you on here to, uh, you know, talk a little bit. Yeah, thanks for having me. For real, this is great. Mm-hmm. So, first off, how are you doing? Good. Crazy times, um, but hanging in there, all things considered. Happy to be uh, healthy and, and, and working and, um, you know, so can't really complain on that front. Just hoping that the rest of the states and the world can sort of piece together and, and, and we can come out of this thing alive and kicking and with some unity, right? Because it's a, it's a really crazy time. Right. Couldn't have said it any uh, better myself. So we'll, uh, you know... I guess start where your real world talk to me about uh your process and how uh you know that all came about sure so like how I got on the show yeah yeah so I um I was a senior in college and I was uh actually taking a class called the the sociology or yeah the sociology of freakishness and we studied uh reality television and and we did a whole piece like a whole thing piece on the real world um and it sort of it made me it sort of reshifted my frame of what uh reality tv was and what it could be and how it's sort of like the modern day circus um and it was a really really interesting class that happened to coincide with a um interview or I mean a uh, audition if you will that was happening uh just like 40 minutes away from my college so we I, I went to this like open call thing sat at a table uh, a round table of like 10 people they asked us like three questions each <clears throat> and almost immediately as soon as I sat down at that table and and heard the answers of the other people there I was like oh I'm gonna be on the show um and it was just like it was so everyone's answers were so like canned and generic and uninteresting and and I was just like, oh, if this is all it takes, I'm ready for this. So, um, yeah, so then I basically got, like, the process was pretty quick after that. I had a couple more on-camera calls, and then all of a sudden, maybe, like, three months later, I was leaving graduation, had two days off, and uh, flew to San Diego. Oh, wow, that's that's insane. Yeah, imagine yeah. that, you know, graduating, and then you're, uh, you know, on a plane going to uh... – shoot a reality tv show that's yeah it was pretty wild it was a little more exciting than my um my non-profit job i had lined up so it but it was uh it made for a really wild way to sort of like you know in a weird way like encapsulate my youth because it was like the end of college and like the beginning of like i guess adulthood even though it sort of keeps you in that you know a youthful place for a while considering you're like you know driven to create drama but um it was uh yeah it was a really it was really fun to like go through senior week graduate have a blast with my friends and then be like see you guys and not really tell anyone where i was going and then uh sort of shock them come the fall with uh the premiere of the show right so like were you a fan of uh the real world in terms of you know watching it before the con yeah like a casual fan i hadn't ever really seen like a full season or like watched the whole thing but before I went on 
the uh, before like we started filming, I think I like binge watched um, like episodes. I not like necessarily season wise, but I like piece wise would like I like watched episodes, sort of to get a better understanding of what I was getting myself into. Um, and then uh, going into it thinking like, oh well, all these people are really crazy so like this is gonna be fine I, I guess I'm being cast as sort of the voice of reason but I was wrong there yeah that seems to be the norm with uh you know people going on the show they kind of uh right before going on going like all right I gotta go piece together uh what I'm getting myself into and they'll watch like a bit before going on but yeah now, it's like pulling your... an all-nighter before the exam yeah pretty much <laughs> now what was your challenge knowledge though while you were shooting the real world also kind of limited. Actually, I, I had like a basically a challenge historian with me, though, because Zach was a big challenge fan. And so was Ashley. So I, you know, they they like gave me more insight as to what it would be. And like and, you know, they were like I think they were geared up to do the show because they wanted that next step. And so I learned a little bit about that from them or more mm-hmm. about it, I should say. Yeah. So would you say that was even like on your mind getting onto the challenge at all? Or were you kind of just living in the moment? No. And even when the show wrapped, it wasn't something that was on my mind. Um, I thought that I would just be like a return to normalcy after that. Um, for like a, a lot of reasons. One, because, you know, I didn't know. I didn't even, I honestly did not go into this thinking that I would be a prolific character, if you will, in any way. Um I know that I have a big personality, but I, given that the show is about big personalities in general, I thought mine would sort of fall to the, into the background. So I didn't, I guess I didn't recognize that um, I would be so central to the whole season of the real world. And then I also, you know, I, I try, I try to do this in my real life too, is kind of just take it day by day because you don't, I never really know where things are going to end up. And that's kind of the exciting thing too, right? It's like, Having low expectations to uh, to be to be constantly surprised. It's kind of fun. Right. Yeah. So now, historically, challenge seasons have always, you know, kind of been, all right, let's pick off the rookies and then windle it down to, uh, you know, the casual veterans that you usually see. But with your debut season, obviously, we saw an overwhelming amount of rookies and you guys kind of did, and, you know, took the game by storm in a way we hadn't seen with like the whole rookie revolution, I'll call it. And how did uh, that kind of come about? Like at the airport, that whole, cause you guys built like what was basically like a, you know, monster alliance, con- you know, consisting of you guys, Cancun and most of, uh, you know, majority of the teams there. And it kind of seemed like the older teams like uh, Austin and um, Brooklyn were on the outskirts. But I actually have it under good authority as well because Sam was on here. And mm-hmm. I actually just had Isaac. Isaac was on last night. There was actually supposed to be a team, Sydney, on that season. That, yeah. uh, you know, they were with you guys and they didn't let on the season. So now basically just talk to me about. I think you froze up there. Lines and gameplay came out. Talk to me. Uh, am I good now? No, yeah, you're good now. Yep. Okay. So talk to me a little bit about that, uh, you know, alliance and gameplay, kind of how you approached it, and also how you feel Team Sydney would have fit into the equation had they been there. Yeah, so I put in work. <laughs> I, I honest, I, that, that alliance, um, you know, said without ego, on, honestly, was 
pretty much due to the work that I put in prior to the show filming, I was making a lot of calls and making a lot of promises because before I got cast on the show, the, the challenge more than more than the real world for sure, I was ready to like do well. I mean, there was money involved. There's like pride on the line. Um, I think that there is um, a real lack of representation of gay men who are like athletic and um, in charge. And so I wanted to assume that role given how important representation really is. And so I put in work, man. I, I, I didn't know what was in store for me necessarily like physically or um, strategically once I got on the on the field, but I did know that beforehand that if I put in effort and made calls and made friends and made alliances and made promises that we would succeed. And so when you say the majority of the teams were rookies, there were still teams, Brooklyn, Austin, Fresh Meat, Sydney, Sydney would have been an old school team, right? Half of Las Vegas, but I was on the phone with Trishel. I was very good friends with Ashley Robson and Kellyanne and Isaac. I was, re I was obviously friends with the people from Cancun with John A and, and Jasmine and Derek. I was ready, I had friends from New Orleans. I was like building this sort of super pack so that I knew going into it that I would be cruising through and uh, it worked. But how do you feel uh, Sydney would fit into the equation? I think they would have been a great team. I think, um, I mean, I think Kellyanne is a beast. I think Ashley is, um, Ashley's really like emotionally intelligent and, and has a real like charisma about her that would definitely keep her afloat in any game. Isaac is the funniest guy I've ever met. And so if anything else, his humor could carry him through uh, strategically. And so I think they would have fared really well. I think that uh, with, myself, Zach, Ashley, and even, even Sam, even though, you know, at the time we gave her a lot of shit. Um, I think that we were positioned to do really well though, given that we're all, we have like, you know, a somewhat athletic background and uh, had, you know, such a big speaker, like mouthpiece on the team in myself. I, I think that we were positioned to do pretty well. Mm-hmm. So now talk to me about the Zach and CJ Hall brawl elimination that you were in person as witness. You know, obviously Zach on your team, but it was quite the show. CJ surprised a lot of people. Yeah, it was a really conflicting thing to watch, too, because uh, I, you know, at that time, sorry, I'm just like flipping up notifications. At that time, we, <clears throat> I think, if I can remember, I mean, this is like, what, like eight years ago? I, I can't even remember how long ago, yeah, it's like, seven years ago. 2012 uh -oh. yeah. yeah yeah eight years ago so I uh at the time I believe that Zach and I were sort of on the outs like in the gameplay and so I think it was a con I remember feeling really conflicted watching it because I didn't honestly know who I wanted to win because uh, also in the game in battle of the seasons we didn't know what the final would look like and we didn't know if there was an advantage to having all of your team members there or if it would be better to have two there and looking back would have been better to have two because you get more money. <laughs> so at the time I was like, huh, I don't know. I didn't, I, I was really, it was a real toss up for me and it was a real like conflicting thing to watch, but it was also, it was a, it was a great show. 
Yeah, I had CJ on like a few weeks ago, and he's like still gutted about it. <laughs> yeah, he's. I mean, yeah, CJ's a really great guy. He's a good guy through and through. And so, even just even just in that, like the the sort of uh, the bond that I have with Zach, inherently given that we did the show together and that we're on the same team, and then just like the great guy that CJ is, it was tough to watch. Mm-hmm. No doubt. So now my next topic I'm going to talk about was kind of the one that I was uh, looking most forward to. This, uh, you know, it's probably the most, you know, still well talked about in like the history of the challenge. Talk to me a little bit about the whole uh, you and Dustin uh, situation and then the fight when he called you the Catholic schoolboy. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that was a big fight. (laughs) I watched that back and I was like, I, I, you know, not recently, maybe like three or four years ago. And I was like, man, I was so angry because I really was. I was so fired up. Um, and uh, I don't know. I'd be lying if I said I carried ill will into this date. I mean, we're so far beyond that. I don't really have any like ill will towards anyone uh, really. But I, uh, man, I was so angry. And I had just, I think that at the time I was like such a big I was like kind of a, I was a dick about people who were putting on a show and I really hated that I was giving my full self, like the bad parts included, and that was being aired out and we were discussing it and all of the, you know, the worst parts about me were like, they were, they were open for anyone to attack, address, criticize. It was just like, here's me. There's good, there's tons of good to me too that doesn't necessarily make for great TV, right? So that doesn't make air. But every bad part about me, I was vulnerable, open, and it was out there for people to criticize. Um, and so I had a really hard time with Ashley on my season, with Zach on my season, with people like Dustin or Nani when we were filming Battle of the Seasons or all t- people who were like there to put on a show that weren't there giving their authentic selves, that were sort of hiding behind these like character roles. And uh, Dustin is a, he was like a huge um, factor in that because he's there doing what he thinks he needs to do for television, or he was. I, you know, I can't speak to his character today, but at the time, that's what it felt like. I was, I felt like I was like part of his show, and like be, and he was like orchestrating this personality to come off a certain way, and like nothing pissed me off worse than that. And I think that someone like Marie could speak to this too because she gives you her full self right you get the full range of her emotions good bad ugly um and uh it takes a real you know almost like a maybe it's a naivete maybe it's stupid but it's almost like a bravery to give your full self to that and be that vulnerable so it's such an affront and it's so frustrating when someone isn't doing that too because we're all in this experience together and uh and um you kind of hope that your like brothers and sisters and that would be as open and vulnerable as you are. And it was like, it felt like a personal attack when we were like up against people who are like just there for the show. And so I, I fucking hated him. I was so, I just like couldn't stand being around him. I couldn't stand being part of his production. And uh, I think it all culminated that night in the argument with Nani and him. And it was, it was nasty. It was nasty. I was so angry. Mm-hmm. So now I think the following season, a lot of people were disappointed to see that uh, you and Dustin were not a rivals. Um, obviously, you know, getting Johnny on their team. I think you froze up again one more time. He's obviously I'm sorry. a luxury. And he's, okay. 
So a lot of people were disappointed to see that the following season being rivals too, that uh, you and Dustin weren't a you know, pair. Um, obviously, you know, you had Johnny who's, you know, won how many times, which is a luxury in and of itself, and he's got a big political pull. But how do you feel that uh, you and Dustin would have done as a, you know, rivals pair based on, you know, being able to coexist politically and even physically? I think we would have won. Um, I think I think we certainly would have won. Um, I I think that uh, Johnny didn't. I think that Johnny didn't really pull his weight that season. And I think he, though he has likely the biggest ego I've ever seen. Um, I think he would even be willing to give a little and say that he showed up there that season, not in the best shape he had been in. Um, politically, we were aligned with like Paula, who was his biggest ally, but there was a ton of people in the house who couldn't stand him. So like, there was a lot of work that I had to do in the background to sort of maintain alliances in that game as well. And so, yeah, we had Paula and Camilla, Camilla having been his partner, Paula being someone who was on his season, but the rest of it was like work on my back to sort of maintain that. And it didn't help that um, CT and Wes were there and also sort of dominated that old, like old school crowd, if you will, with DM and Anissa, and they like had pre-existing relationships with them. So as far as the new kids went when we were on Rivals 2, it was like, cool, I, that's like, I got it in the bag, we're great friends, I don't doubt that our relationships will carry us through. But with the older school people, we had to put in a little bit of work and there was a little bit of uh, finesse to that because CT and West were there too and also had a relationships with those girls. So it was, it was, it was tough. Um, and I think that, uh, I think that had Johnny been in a little bit better shape uh, at the time that we would have had a better chance of winning. Um, and I think that Dustin would have brought that if we were there. And like I said, I think he's a person who's sort of there for the show. And if it fits the narrative of winning, we would have been best buddies. So I think that, uh, I think we would have done really well. Because mm-hmm. Dustin's actually a very good swimmer. And in the beginning part of that final was, um, you know, so we saw Jordan and Marlon get taken out. So I think you and him definitely would have uh, killed the swimming portion of that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think so. Uh, mm-hmm. So now, obviously, you and Zach kind of had like a falling through on Rivals 2 after, you know, mending fences on Battle of the Seasons. Agents and um, you know, it's a whole lot. So what was the dynamic between being into free agent and your dynamic like with them now? Um, so, you know, it's it, right now, I mean, we, I, I think we're really cordial and we, I will always like text him and say happy birthday, the same for him to me, something like that, or a congratulations when it's in order. Um, but that's, that's sort of the extent of it. I, you know, I think that we're almost 10 years out or, from our show that we originally filmed together. And I think a lot of people's lives have, uh, navigated into different directions. Maybe not so much Zach's given that he still does the show really act and he's really actively involved in it, but that is his like that's his sphere that he exists in now so because i'm not really part of that um i don't know how much we have in common um and how much we have to catch up on um i think that being a part of the show can be really all-consuming and you can be very wrapped up in it really easily even the person even a person has got one hand in one hand out the hand that's in is sort of pulling them in that direction right i think it's a really all-encompassing uh it really takes over your life um, and so I think that that's sort of the place he's in. Um, but 
wish him very well. I think he would say the same for me. And I, and I think it seems like he's had success on the show and he has success in life, given that he's going to be getting married and he found a girl that he really loves. So I'm really happy for him. Um, as far as our relationship with on the show, I think we're just like ultra, we were ultra competitive with one another. And that led to like a roller coaster, right? Because someone had to be top dog and, uh, and, uh, it led to a lot of ups and downs, but I, you know, at the end of the day, there's a lot of love there. So regardless of like where it went up and down or, um, round and around it, we still centered about love. And so I, 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 I love the guy. I wish him really well. And, and I hope that he has success with the, with the show. So talk to me about the free agents elimination with Chet, where he split his chin open. What kind of uh, happened there? You know, it happened really quickly. So I, there's not, I, man, I don't really know. It was such a weird, it's such a weird elimination because it's not actually one that you want to go head to head on, right? You want to just like get the ball out of their hands. So it's not necessarily like a contact game. It was a, it was a, it, it, but it happened so quickly. And then, you know, I think Chet was sort of checked out. I think he was just like, man, I don't, I don't want a huge scar on my face for the rest of my life. This isn't really worth it to me. I don't know that he was like, I'm going to win this game. So he was like, I don't know, I'm out. Like, and I get it. I respect his decision. If like, if you're not 100% in thinking you're going to win, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't stay in a game either. I mean, it's miserable. It's like being in prison. It's like the, you know, being in bunk beds at 30 years old and sharing a bathroom with 30 people is not easy. Right, right, right. What did you think about the whole arc? Because obviously, you know, it didn't work out for you well. Yeah, I thought that was honestly my season to win. So it's really frustrating. And that sort of, that began to erode my relationship with the challenge and, and sort of deteriorate it because I felt like there was a, if I'm honest, you know, without being like a conspiracy theorist or anything like that, I just felt like I, since maybe like day three, since I was there, I was sick and I was asking to go to the doctor. I was asking for medication. Um, and it never happened until it got too late and I had pneumonia, but by no means did I have a viral infection. I speak Spanish. I understood everything the physician said to me in the in the urgent care room in, in, in Uruguay. And it was not that I had a viral infection, which is what I was got kicked off for. It was that I had pneumonia and that I had to stay out of cold water for like two weeks. Great. Um, I could have continued to compete. I had been sick, like I said, since probably day three of there and was competing and winning eliminations and going to challenges. And I think there was a combination of factors. One, that I wasn't able to sort of provide the character that I usually provide, which is one who's boisterous and loud and political and in people's faces because I was mostly in bed. And two, I don't think that they were ready for they being production or maybe even fans. I don't think people were ready for me to win a show given that I was sort of the bad guy. And I think that's a tough I think that's a tough sell. And so they were like, all right, well, this is an out that we have. We can remove him from the competition. And that's what it felt like. And so it started to, I was just so pissed because I was like, this is, this was mine to win. Um, I, I had been preparing to go to graduate school at some point, And I was like, this is, this can help me pay for graduate school. Like I can, I can do well, I can do well on my own. I can, you know, there's like a personal sense of pride associated with that. Obviously the financial gain to be had. And so I was excited and I was going, and I thought I was poised to do really well in the competition. And uh, I was pissed. I was mad that there was like this loophole as it felt 
to be removed from the competition. And like I said, it sort of started to erode my relationship with the challenge, with production, because I just felt like there was kind of a lack of respect there. Um, and I 100% understand that everyone is replaceable. And if there's not uh, Frank yelling at someone, there's, uh, I don't know, who's Marie yelling at someone. But I, uh, but I, you know, I was pissed. I thought that I was at least a little more valuable to the, to the franchise than I was treated. And so with a combination of that and then having been, you know, assaulted while I was filming the live reunion of Rivals 2, I was like, this is, there's just like, there's like one too many things here that speak to ultimately a lack of respect. And like, it was one thing to be the bad guy and to have my dirty laundry aired out and, and for others not to, and to feel like, um, you know, they used more bad than good of my person. And I was like, you know, that's a reality show where that's what we're signing up for that I can understand. But to feel like I was treated with like that much disrespect and just like ultimately just like knocked out of the competition for sort of a flimsy reason. I was like, I feel I'm kind of checked out. Mm -hmm. So now I know you came back as a mercenary on Vendettas, but were there any close calls either between your exit on Free Agents 2 to that point of Vendettas? Were there um, so like, like, v Vendettas was like, a th like I was literally there for three days. It fit within my graduate school schedule. It was on Columbus day weekend. So I had a day off and I was like, all right, cool. I'll go to Spain for three days and make a little bit of money. There have been, I have warmed more up to the idea of doing it strictly for the financial gain. So I having gone to grad school, um, now this year we had to cancel or well postpone a wedding, but just having a lot of things add up, it would be great to win the money given that it's like a million dollars now, which would be insane and amazing. And that would help me pay off all of my doctorate. Um, but, uh, excuse me, I, um, so I've warmed up a little bit more to the idea of doing it. And so I've said yes to a few availability calls, but honestly, my schedule is, is so tight and I have a deep respect for the work that I'm doing and the job that I have, that it's really hard to fit anything like that in. And so ultimately it's always fallen through. Um, but I can't say that I hadn't, I would be lying if I said I hadn't warmed up to the idea a little bit, but there's always that thing in the back of my mind. That's like, do you really want to do this? Are you like ready to like, you know, like I said, be in bunk beds, share bathrooms. Like yeah, I've gotten a little bougie since I've gotten off the show. I don't know if I'm ready for all of that. I also don't know if I'm ready to engage in like, systematic psychological warfare anymore i'm like i'm in a great place in my life and in my headspace and i'm like i don't know if i'm ready for all of that but a million dollars so there there's been that like sort of ebb and flow with that decision making but ultimately it's always fallen through mm -hmm. so now we'll kind of how it's evolved now they have like you know Brooklyn K and they're pulling from all these other different casting pools now I think that's great I think diversity is really important and I think um right now I think that it's it's refreshing that we're pulling new people um like I said at the like I said at the or earlier I think representation is really important so if we're pulling new cast members in people of color queer people, people who have a different voice. I think it's really, really important. And I also think that there are 
a lot of seasoned cast members whose stories have played out. I think we've seen their stories. I know that there's definitely um, something to be said for nostalgia and recognition and understanding that like, we know this person, we know what they're gonna bring to the game, but how many times are we gonna see Wes versus Johnny? Like, I, I, I don't know, I, don't, I'm not, I haven't seen the show, so I don't know what, how fans are responding to that, but at least as, an, as like a casual observer, I'm like, that storyline seems kind of played out. And I also think that um, there are some people who are still in the game who have done and said some things that maybe were acceptable 10 years ago, but aren't anymore. And I think that if the challenge wants to remain relevant and it wants to continue to expand its fan base, that we need people with fresh ideas that aren't archaic. Um, we need people with more nuanced gameplay. And um, I think that we... I think that the show could use a refresh on the way that we approach women, on the way that we approach people of color, on the way that we approach queer people, on the way that we approach overall athleticism, on the way that we talk about these like macho ideas. I think that that is refreshing. That speaks to the times that we're in and uh, any cast member that brings that, I'm all on board for. Mm -hmm. I couldn't agree more with you. So now since we spoke about the whole Johnny West thing, this season, I'm not sure if you've you know heard or seen, but this season they actually made actually became friends, or what it would appear. What are your thoughts on that, having been in the forefront of it on Rivals too? Um, good. I mean, if 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 bygones can be bygones, and and that's for real, good for them. I'm glad that you know two forty something year old men are able to bury their history, given that they're given that they're at this stage in their life. I mean, I would hope that that's genuine and true, right? Um, I totally understand that the challenge is a void and you, when you exist in it, you every, or it's a vacuum, I should say. And when you exist in it, everything is hyper important. And so any, you know, age, maturity, uh, intelligence, uh, emo like intuition, all of those things taken out they sort of fall to the wayside because you're just like hyper-focused on like winning and beating out this person. So like, but I would hope given that Johnny and Wes have been working on other projects outside of this, or I think Johnny's had a show on NBC and Wes has been featured on it. They've been on talk shows together. You would hope that they've built some sort of relation out of that relationship out of that that's genuine. And whether it's for show or not, I hope that for their mental health, <laughs> that they don't have this like deep seated hate for one another. Yeah. So I'm not sure how familiar. A newer, you know, castmate from Big Brother. His name's Paulie. He's been compared to you a lot. He's been called like the. Uh, your feelings on that. So I, you know, I don't have any like necessarily pointed feelings on him because I don't know much about him. I have, I know that I, th most of what I know is from Twitter, <laughs> but uh, just from logging on Twitter, but I, I know that he's very much disliked, but I also know he had a relationship with Kara who seemed like she was getting a lot of flack for the last few seasons that she was on. I can't speak to what she was like on the show because I didn't see it, but, um, as far as an interpersonal relationship goes, Kara has always been 
uh, a sweetheart to me always. She, I've never had a bad interaction with her. Someone who has never forgotten a birthday has texted me every year, even though our relationship isn't necessarily like a huge, like foundational strong one, never forgotten that. And like, I think I've never, I've just never had a bad interaction with her. So if she dated him and she really did love him, Maybe that speaks to his character somewhat, um, but who knows, man. Also, like, I think it's really difficult to distill someone's personality completely from the show, given that there's, like, a lot of shitty people who look, appear great on the show, right? And then there's a lot of people who are great people who, ha- who come, off as, come off as the villain or come off really poorly. And we also don't know what's real and what's not, because people are smart. They know what they need to remain relevant to the show. So it may all be for gameplay or it may be just like this little microcosm of their personality that's being amplified because it makes for good TV. So it's hard to make that judgment, but I think, um, like I said, the only thing I can speak to is that I've had great, I've always had a nice relationship with Kara. She dated him. So maybe he's a nice guy outside of it. I don't know. I don't know much about it. What are your thoughts on Jordan? So Jordan and I had always been uh, pretty close since the first game that we played. I think that he is, I think he's a really great player. I think that he is at heart a very good person. Um, But I think that, um, I think that he has some explaining to do and some sort of reckoning right now given uh, his past behaviors. And I haven't seen that from him. And so I'm a little bit disappointed in that. I just, and I don't know if he has, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's spoken to it, but given um, sort of his relationships in the past with cast members of color and how he's talked about women, um, I, this is only spoken from a place of love. I would just like to see him speak to that, explain himself and sort of show his growth because I am certain that it exists. I'm certain that he doesn't hold um, feelings of hatred or malice. And I, you know, given everything that's going on in the platform that he has as a multiple season winner, I'd like to see him speak to that. Um, and, and, and I feel really strongly that he should, but I also know him personally outside of the game and have sort of grown with him in LA, um, seen him succeed there. And I'm really happy for him. I think Tori's really funny and really engaging. Um, and when we've hung out outside of the game, I think that I, I've had a great time with the two of them and I really, I wish them the best. And I hope that he can use this time to be a solid representation of what a white person can do to make reparations understand and grow. Um, and I, and I, and I hope he uses his platform to do that. Are there any castmates that you still keep, uh, you know, contact with? Yeah. Um, so um, primarily from my real world season itself, but Alex um, is a great friend of mine. I love her very, very, very much. She's like hyper talented, so beautiful and like such a grounding force. Um, she is and will always be a very dear friend of mine. And then Priscilla, who I'm so, so proud of, um, whose wedding I went to, I think, last May, last year. It was last year. Um, 
and uh, she's getting she's getting her doctorate, and she is brilliant and beautiful, and uh, yeah, again, someone I think I'll always keep in touch with. So those two, I'm still very close with, and will uh, I think continue to be. Um, and then I, I touch base here and there with like Sam and Ashley once in a while. I think Ashley has so much going on in her personal life. She's like back and forth between Alabama and LA and I, but we'll like touch base once in a while and nothing but like sweetness and kind words between the two of us. Um, and uh, Sam, the same thing. I saw her at Priscilla's wedding and she, it was the first time I had seen her in a while. And she, um, it was so brave of her really to say this, but she came up to me immediately at the wedding and was like, I didn't know what this was going to be like. And I really just want to be friendly. And I was like, Sam, of course it'll be friendly. Like these, the, the things that happened that transpired oh, now eight years ago in a production on TV, in a competitive setting are so far gone beyond behind us. And we've, you know, everyone has had their own life built up since then. And so I thought it was, but I, at this, I did think it was so courageous of her to speak to that right away and sort of like set the level. And we had a great time. It was really nice. We had a really fun time at Priscilla's wedding. So it was great. Right. So now the fans might be uh, coming after you with uh, their pitchforks and torches with this one, but I uh, heard that um, you uh, applied for Survivor. Talk to me a little bit about uh, that. Yeah, so I did. Um, I don't think I'm going to get it. I don't think I'm necessarily fit the typecast that Survivor has because they do have they they sort they also sort of have like the same typecast that they have on every season, but that hasn't stopped me from watching it. Um, Survivor sort of mended my relationship with reality TV. So when I ended my I like sort of ended my challenge career, or when my challenge career ended, I should say, um, I I didn't really watch a whole lot of reality TV after that. And then um, a couple friends of mine suggested that I watch Survivor, and I hadn't before. And then I watched. Then I watched Survivor. I watched all of it. I loved it. I think it. I think that it is. I think it's like, if the challenge were less produced, I think that's that's kind of like what Survivor is, right? I feel like it's a little more untouched, and because of that, it's it's more exciting to me because it gives people more room to sort of like tap into other people's psychologies and and make really swift, nuanced political moves. And I, it's like, it's, it's like a little smarter. It's like, it feels, um, because it's not necessarily as handed to you on a plate. And so I think that, I don't know. I just think it's so wildly interesting. I also would love to know if I've got the balls to eat only rice for 40 days, for 39 days, like that's wild. And I, I, you know, I don't know. I think that I would make for a really good player given that I, uh, I have a, a very political mind and I have, and I've sort of now finessed my social skills to be more uh, like adept across lots of different audiences. And I've learned about self-control, can you believe? Um, so I think that that would suit me really well in that environment, probably better than it would on the challenge because I don't think the challenge is necessarily about self-control. Um, so yeah, I, th I just find it really exciting. And I, I loved Winners at War. I've loved every season. And I think I'm just like a big Survivor nerd and fan now, given that I've watched all of the seasons and I kind of just want to be part of it. <laughs>
Yeah, the challenge actually did uh, sort of like a survivor season way back on the island, although it wasn't really perceived as well. You know, it was a little bit of a mess, but, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they did that again, I'm, I'm there. I'm down for that. I think that'd be really fun. It's a, it presents a really unique challenge, right? Because everything that you might think of yourself as like, you're, you're stripping yourself of so many things of like shelter, of food, of social belonging. And so like that really puts your psychology at a bare minimum. And it's like, I don't know that anyone goes into it knowing exactly how they're going to react, but you want you. Uh, and I think that that makes for a really interesting game. Mm-hmm. How do you, uh, do you think that the challenge should uh, do a winner's, season of their own since you know survivor had just done that do you think that'd be a cool concept i've seen it pitched a little bit by fans yeah and you know what i think that yes i do i think that that would be really cool actually i don't know if i i don't know if i fit the their description of like what they're looking for but i think that that would be really fun I think just from a fan standpoint, like if I can speak to it, just having watched Survivor, how exciting it was to see people who had won and seeing how good everyone's game is. Like even the, per- I don't, I can't even remember who went first uh, home on, on Survivor this season. Oh, Natalie. Oh, Natalie. And she did amazing. But um, I don't think anyone on that season was bad. And it was so exciting to watch really good gameplay and you already have this vested interest in everyone as a winner, as someone who's like won a certain season that you're, you have a, like a tie to. And so I think that's, I think it's really cool. I thought it was a great idea for Survivor. And I think the challenge, I think it would be, I think it'd be really amazing for the challenge too. And I don't know who would win because there's so many factors to winning the show and some of it's luck, uh, depending on like what kind of elimination you're handed um, versus who, um, if you get a viral infection. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I have no idea who would win that, but I think it'd be really exciting. And I think, I think that as a fan of something like Survivor and, you know, as a casual fan of the challenge, that would be a season I would definitely tune into. Mm-hmm. Gear towards whenever I have someone that has been on. They always want to know when was you most recently called and would you come back so say for example you know this next season that's going to be shooting is going to be actually shooting in the u.s so say if you were called tomorrow would you come back um i don't know i think you know it really does it's like it has to be like the stars aligning as far as my schedule goes and i know that's like a stupid pragmatic answer that doesn't isn't exciting and you're like who cares about this kid's work schedule but it's important it's it's really important to me the work that i do is really really central to who i am and 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 where i want to be um so it is it would rely a lot on that but um like i said i've definitely warmed up to the idea i've got a ton of student loans like a ton like a mountain um and i have you know expenses for a wedding and a life to set up now that i'm in my like early 30s and so if i got called tomorrow and i'm working from home on the phone right now and they said it's a you know it's a million dollars would i say yes i i, I might 
Yeah, I might say yes, honestly, because like that financial drive would, or that like opportunity to win that much money would definitely, you know, sort of outweigh me taking, you know, working in a call center right now. So yeah, I think I would. I think I would because because the stars would sort of align with my schedule and everything. But if uh, I reopen and I'm treating my kiddos in the fall and, and, and working, I don't know if it would be a great fit. Mm -hmm. Do you think you would uh, translate well to the newer, uh, you know, age of the challenge and like some of the things that they do, you know, challenge wise and, you know, they had like a few seasons ago, it was like the hardest final they've ever had. Yeah, I think, um, this is a this is definitely like a very ego driven question, but I, I I have this like switch in my brain where I just like won't stop, and it has it like if I go for a run or if I'm working out, even when I get really tired, I just like won't stop, and I know that about myself, and so I don't doubt that ability to just like keep going. I don't doubt that ability. But as far as um, a socio-political game, I don't really know anyone anymore. I've been out of the game for a really long time. So I don't know what that would be like. I don't know how well I would float. Um, but I think of myself as a fairly friendly guy. So hopefully I'll make a couple friends. We'll see. I don't know. I think that that would be, that would be, that would pose the biggest challenge to me is like uh, where I stand in a game with mostly new faces. But I guess new to me but who have been now in the circuit for what like five years so yeah would, that would be the biggest challenge mm -hmm. yeah. well uh, i appreciate you coming on here today frank this was something i looked forward to for a while and i was glad that uh, we were able to make this happen i think the uh fans will really love this one so i uh, thank you for coming on here yeah mike thanks so much for having me i really appreciate it and uh stay safe um and i wish you all you and your family all your friends really well right now okay same to you. Take care. All right. Thank you.